From COK Studios in Kurt Anderson's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider new allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. We'll also consider some shocking health news for the elderly in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that the London Underground is not a political movement. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving our special fake news appetizer platter, which includes taco poppers, steak fries, and boneless wing bites, but is actually just a pile of old carrot and celery sticks. OMG McFlippies, flip in some flavor, neighbor. And Silk Purse Cosmetics, Hardcore makeup and moisturizer for rough, leathery, untouchable skin. Silk Purse. If we can't take your sow's ear of a complexion and make it better, no one can. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and the woman accusing him of sexual assault more than three decades ago, Christine Blasey Ford, will both testify publicly before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Monday, September 24th. A vote by the Senate Judiciary Committee was scheduled for this Thursday, but Democrats on the committee called for a delay shortly after the Washington Post published a story naming the woman who says that Kavanaugh tried to sexually assault her when they were both in high school. Democrats were joined by Republican Jeff Flake from Arizona, who said the committee needed to examine the claims before moving forward with a vote. Senator Lindsey Graham, while expressing concern about the motives of committee Democrats, said that he too was open to hearing more. Kavanaugh has categorically denied the allegations made by Ford, but what she accuses Kavanaugh of is serious enough to warrant addressing by the Senate Judiciary Committee. Joining us to discuss these allegations is senior Supreme Court correspondent Cordell Nutbrock and Senator Howard Groper, Republican from Mississippi. It's pronounced Groupier. (sighs) Hello. Cordell, these are clearly serious accusations. What exactly is Ford saying that Kavanaugh did? Well... Ford said that one night in the 1980s, when she was in high school, a drunken Kavanaugh pinned her to the bed, attempted to pull off her clothing, and covered her mouth as she tried to scream. She was able to flee after Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge, jumped in on them. It is indeed a terrifying story that makes Kavanaugh seem, at the very least, like a dubious candidate for the highest court in the land. Senator Groper, you've been open in your defense of Kavanaugh. What do you have to say about these accusations? It's Gropier. First of all, what she said he did happened a long time ago, so who cares? I mean, who can even remember high school anyway? I remember high school quite well, actually. Uh, Me too. Also, these allegations should have been brought up earlier. I'm sorry, but the Democrats are clearly playing with the process. We're too far along now, and I think we should have just stuck with the vote on Thursday. It seems premature to call for a vote when this information is still coming out, and with both Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford going to testify. Quite. Especially since some of your Republican colleagues are in favor of having Dr. Ford testify to the committee before moving forward. Doctor? A woman doctor. Now I've heard everything. Are you sure she's not just a nurse or something? No, 
Dr. Ford is a research psychologist and professor. Oh, you don't say. I do say. Senator, what is the harm in completely vetting a man who will be on the nation's highest court for life? I guess I'd say that if we have a president who is a crook and who is willing to pay off porn stars to keep his affairs secret, why not have a sexual assault in Supreme Court justice? It just fits with the Republican Party's values. I mean, when you appeal to the lowest common denominator for votes, you're going to have to keep some real creeps, crooks, and pervs in power. I'm totally fine with it. You are? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ugh, I hate to ask this, but what dark secrets are you hiding, Senator Groper? Gropier. Oh, nothing big. I just, I like to slap women on the tush whenever I want. I own lots of Confederate memorabilia. And before I was in the Senate, I sold roofies to fraternity houses. It's just all in a day's work for the new GOP. I think we're done here. Thanks for letting me on. Make America great again. I think I'll need a Silkwood shower after that interview. I'll help. Quite. That was Republican Senator Howard Groper and Senior Correspondent Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. Many healthy Americans take a baby aspirin every day to reduce their risk of having a heart attack, getting cancer, and even possibly dementia. There was some new information out last week about the effectiveness of a daily aspirin, and Alex Truman joins us now with her grandfather, Poppy Truman, to discuss it. Happy to have you both with us. Greetings, Cotter. Hello, young man. Is there any way that you can turn up the heat? It's a bit cold in here. Oh, I'm sorry, Poppy. I don't think that we can. It, it, it's okay, Poppy. We won't be here too long. What? I, I I said we won't be here too long. What's my favorite song? Well, I mean, I guess uh, I'd say it's Take the A Train. No, she said it won't take long. Can we turn up the heat or something? It's fine. Continue, Cotter. Okay, well, Alex, tell us about what the new study on baby aspirin said. Results released Sunday from this new major study of low-dose aspirin contained a disappointing answer for older, otherwise healthy people. They found there was no discernible benefit of aspirin on prolonging independent healthy life for the elderly. Say what? Taking an aspirin every day doesn't have any real effect on a person's health, Poppy. Nonsense. I take an aspirin every day and have for 25 years, and I feel great. Apart from my gimpy knee, I'm in terrific shape. I know you are, Poppy. Sadly, I didn't get any of my health genes from him. Jim, why are we talking about Jim? I thought we were talking about baby aspirin. Alex, we talking about we are, Jim. We are. Uh, Alex, tell us more about the study. Well, the study involved more than 19,000 people ages 65 and older in the United States and Australia. The results were published in three papers in the New England Journal of Medicine. Australia, what do they know? It was an island of prisoners, for crying out loud. They just took them out of England. They dumped a... Go on, Alex. There is still strong evidence that a daily baby aspirin can reduce the risk that many people who have already suffered a heart attack or stroke will suffer another one. 
And there is some evidence that daily low-dose aspirin may help people younger than 70 who have at least a 10% risk of having a heart attack avoid a heart attack or stroke. So that's not all bad news. Juice? What's wrong with juice? Nothing, Poppy. I said news. However, the study confirmed that a daily baby aspirin increases the risk for serious, potentially life-threatening bleeding. Surprisingly, those who took daily aspirin also appeared to be more likely to die overall, apparently from an increased risk of succumbing to cancer. Well, that's not good. Not good at all. I think that many elderly people might have incorrectly attributed their good health to the taking of daily aspirin. Uh, So you're saying it's just a placenta? Uh, No, you mean a placebo? Oh, whatever. I think it's good and I'm going to keep doing it. But you might be at increased risk of cancer, Poppy. I've eaten bacon every day for the last 50 years. I only drink Canadian whiskey or Clamato, and I've never been sick. Except for that time I ate that raw fish. You beat sushi? Whatever. It gave me the run something fierce. Nothing a baby aspirin can't take care of. Well, it sounds like maybe this new study won't be changing too many minds. You cannot teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, I loved Paul Fix. He was great in The Rifleman. Well, thanks for coming by today, Alex. You too, Poppy. You're welcome. No problem, son. That was Consider Your Health with Alex and Poppy Truman. Now it's time for our weekly Big Little Wins because we need to celebrate all the wins we can. Congrats to Meredith Jones in San Jose who got to fulfill her dream of going to a goat yoga class this past weekend. Meredith absolutely loves yoga and goats. And even though a goat pooped on her foot while she was side planking, we still count this as a very big little win. Our other big little win comes from Corbin in Albany who found eight golf balls in the woods while he was searching for his ball on the 11th hole of Albany Municipal Golf Course last week. Sure, you lost your ball, but you made up for it as best you could. Try to keep it in the fairway next time, Corbin. If you have a big little win, share it with us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. And if you want to, give us a review because we'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Uh, I, hi, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Cordell, Cordell, are you okay? No.